Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight one G.I. Joe will dare, G.I. Joe. Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Chan, you're looking like you're mad at me for not maxing out the... You've gotten more muted thing. as we've gotten closer to the end. Yeah. It's yeah. just sad. I've changed all the levels because yeah. you were a screaming maniac. And now you're coming in with like, hey, everybody. <laughs> it's like kind of the podcast awesome. is at the end of its life. Ray is at the end of his life. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna be so sad when I when I have to put on my best <laughs> suit in <laughs> episode. I'm honestly more excited for like the future of this podcast than I have the entire time we've been doing GI <laughs> Joe. So like I'm yeah I'm uh, I'm having to turn down my goddamn levels now because Ray is yeah. Just, oh, just, one of us always needs to be loud and excited at all times. So you well, stepped into that role. Now I'm I'm going to be the grumpy, curmudgeonly one, and Ray, Ray is going to be the one that's obsessed with dicks and food. Well, that's already true, right? <laughs> Guys, we've become each other. Yeah, we've symbiosis into that a three-headed monster. Also, that's not the word you should be using. That's <laughs> word, right? All the words. Isn't that how words work? All right. No. Apparently, the, con- the the transformation has not been completed yet. Not completely. <laughs> we broke no. the chain. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanes. I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. And we are breaking down the Palace of Doom, episode three, guys, of the Weather Dominator series, and the last few episodes of G.I. Joe that we've yet to do from the mainline G.I. Joe. We got three left. This is one. This is one. Oh, I mean, we can, we can do series two. We can do Renegade. Like, there's still mm-hmm, the movie, mm-hmm, the live mm-hmm. action movies. G.I. Joe, the movie, we still haven't done yet. So there's still material. We were just kidding about Ray killing himself. Well, you might I mean, have been. Yeah. <laughs> like air quotes around kidding. Like we're kidding. But, you know, if you're thinking about it, yeah, I'm just gonna, like I'll just give you some options. There's some clinics that you can talk to. Ooh, uh, we live I'm in thinking, California, guys. Yeah, I'm literally writing a pilot about an assisted suicide clinic. Oh, uh, my goodness. Which I don't think exists, but I that is that has never stopped me before. I think they before. go around to your house like a uh, food delivery Door to door. Yeah. Door to door. 
Like, you just like, get it from uh, Grubhub. Store to door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like the Orkin man, except he comes to your house and gasses you. Yeah, you're like, I want, I want some pad thai, wow. some mango really? and sticky rice. Gasses you. Well, isn't that what the Jack so of Orkin just did? Just get into the, the shower. shower. No, and I think we'll no, gas it was you. shots. It was a combination of shot, like needle. Oh, I things. thought it was like a yes. mask you already pumped like gas in, and you. No. What weird dystopian Jesus future Christ, do Ray? you live in, Ray? Look, it happened in my home state. I think I would know, except I'm, I totally don't know. I'm apparently. just waiting for Futurama suicide booths to happen. I feel like we're close yeah. to when they're supposed to be happening. Trump's America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, yeah, this is the problem, is that the uh, um, our health care system is going to be so jacked up yeah. that... Uh, suicide booths will be a thing. That they'll replace it and they'll tell us it's a wonderful thing. And Jesus <laughs> wants it that the, way. will be the Paul Ryan booths. Just Paul yeah. Ryan giving you a big thumbs up as you walk in the door and put the nickel in. Uh, <laughs> Chan, we got a new review. Uh, uh, definitely, I wanted to hear. A new zoo review? I mean, you could just read it. It's on iTunes. We, it's we'd not. Like, we like to do these things on the air, though. We uh, like, you know, it's a podcast. He wants after you to all. read it to him so that you can see his excited boy face. <laughs> well, that's a fact. Uh, uh, D. Fairborn uh, posted a uh, review, five star review, Fairborn. that says, uh, "I found a home." Oh, so that's kind of nice. Oh. That's very friendly. Uh, you can yeah. move in with me. It's cool. We <laughs> <laughs> got a room. Uh, the G.I. Joe cartoon is basically his entire life. During, you know what? No, it's not his. It could be a his or her. There's no uh, mm. uh, pronouns defined because it's D. So it yeah. could be one. So I'm going to say Dietrich, it is. Dietrich, but it uh, could also be Diane. Donna. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dale is a man or a woman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, it's probably David, though. Let's just keep it. Uh, Dennis slash Denise, depending on. Yeah, the, yeah. If Twin a, Peaks. The French. Yeah. Or <laughs> if No, it's Dennis, but it's in France. So oh, it's Denise. I see. Or I, Denis. I choose Den- to believe Denny, it's Dionysus, Dana. the goddess Dana. of wine. Oh, well, oh yeah. thank you, Dionysus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the cartoon was their entire life during the run, including the seasons no one likes to talk about. Um, yep. So uh, they were uh, listening to it in the background at work, but uh, apparently we're so good that uh, they ended up having to like rewind to hear Ooh. the cool stuff that we said. So, oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if uh, uh, they say if anyone there needs to uh, take a sick day to let them know so they can come and be on the show. Chan's been begging Thank for a you. sick day for two years. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, re- we, we record at his place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a problem. I'm like, go away. They're like, no, we're here in your house right now. Like, Why, how did you get in? Guys, and over the what? over the uh, the last couple of weeks, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. <gasps> oh, what's uh, the two-year anniversary thing? One year is paper. Is two-year wood? I think two-year is uh, high fives. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure that, that's, second, I thought we had to give each other weird. Wood. Uh, give each other wood. Yeah, I don't think it's that kind of show, Gina. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't imagine people are... listening to us at work. <laughs> like that's the things we've discussed on the air. Not I limited mean, to Pokemon porn and and splurches <laughs> slash. And splurches uh, slash... You do it with headphones. Uh, yeah, I, think I, I would hope that you. I just picture like the back of a kitchen or something, just like just like pumping us out. Like, like what we kind of office station. do you work in? No, I meant like a, a restaurant. Oh, got it. Like a got back it. of a kitchen. Area. Here's the question. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to go with the traditional U.S. gifts for a second anniversary? Of course. Or the traditional British gifts for a second anniversary? Oh, well, I say U.S. It has to be. We're a, an American show. Year one for the U.S. is paper. Paper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. For uh, the U.K. is cotton. Year two for the U.S. cotton for the U.K. paper. Oh wow. well, I I say we do the U.S. because because we got each other paper last year. So Did we? we <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I I left my notes here one day. 
Gina did Tear off me a this coordinator. wonderful YouTube uh, notebook. That was technically from Samir, but that I'll counts. take it. Yeah, that, that's true. It, I, it yeah. Counts. All right. Uh, Ray got a gift of paper. You guys, I, I year three I, yeah, in both three? is leather. So oh, yeah. Uh, we need to make it to year three. <laughs> yeah. So that is the wood part. We need to make it to year three and 50 <laughs> reviews so that Chan can wear his, his. We still need. How many reviews do we have right now, Chan? Because we did want to get to 50 so Chan would shave his head to do the uh, Dr. Mindbender oh, cosplay. Inching up. It's a. Uh, Halloween. 41 now. So. Whoa. Okay, guys. Oh, ha- wow. So if you're out there and you have not given us a five-star review, uh, please go in there and do it because we want to get to 50 by October. Oh Hell, I'll God. give it. I'll do it for a one-star review. Whoa. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Come on. Give us a one-star review. Do not It makes me that. so happy. The touch, the feel of cotton, the favorite giver leaves. How did that... That devolved into some... <laughs> Weird ass Kristen Wig <laughs> character by the end of it. Guys, one more thing before we get into the episode. I want to talk about patreon.com slash knowing us half the podcast. Uh, uh, we just, uh, I passed the latest month and we have some new episodes that just hit the, uh, the vault. And I just wanted to mention that. I want to mention our wonderful, uh, listeners who are on the Patreon right now. Give them a shout out on the air. So we have Brian Rapp, who is Yay. one of the greatest human beings of all time. Uh, we have Dave the Usher, another fine fellow. Yay. We have Shane A. Abel. We have uh, Alan Brandt. Oh, wait. Shane Abel doesn't get a, a fine gentleman shout uh, out. You know what? He's a pretty cool guy. I like that guy. Uh, Alan Brandt is pretty rad. Ray, Mike Jacobs is for great. the record, has run out of adjectives yeah, that he yeah, knows. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, nice, anymore. great, stand up, awesome. Neat. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for being a part of our Patreon, guys. If you guys want to join in, it's, uh, you know, for five bucks a month, you can join the Super Secret Bonus Vault. We are all of our Patreon subscribers uh, gentlemen. Yes. Gentlemen of leisure. So we need a lady on our Patreon. We need a lady of leisure. Come on, a lady of leisure. Uh, we just added Rubik's the Amazing Cuban over the last few days. Guys, it's real bad. Uh, it's a wonderful show. We, I also added in a 15-minute, uh, about 18 to 20-minute conversation we had with Buzz Dixon before we recorded our episode with him a few months Ooh, back. Ooh, yeah. And I just thought there was some really good stuff in there, and so so I, I added that on as well. There's as always a, good stuff when Buzz wait, is involved. Did you take like stuff that was like uh, be pre before? Yes. Uh oh. But uh, Buzz said it was okay. We talked about this. Uh, yeah, but did oh. Chan say it was okay? Was he talking about murder plots? No, we were talking about like <laughs> comedy and cartoons and writing. Okay, good. good <laughs> Nothing. Good. We weren't like doing our usual I... <laughs> tearing down the people we know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't usually do that. I just wanted to make sure I didn't we... publicly say Those... my social security yeah. number. Well, no, you did that. Okay. Good, Definitely good. that. So for five bucks, you can get Gina's social security. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm not joking. I have a really, really, really high credit score. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about G.I. Joe. <laughs> this is an episode called The Palace of Doom. And I'll tell you right now, going into it, this, just halfway through this episode, I was like, this is why G.I. Joe is amazing to me. This this episode really stands out for me as just a standard example of why I love this show. You had everything. You had one-liners, crazy characters, great locales, fun battles. Just everything about it was wonderful. And then there's Chan. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to... There are definitely parts that I enjoyed. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we're talking about G.I. Joe. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I I got it. The show from 1984. Oh, got it. I was thinking of the movie Howard the Duck. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I knew what we were talking about, but I remembered that halfway through this episode, um, a giant Mecha Cobra shows up, so I am on board. (laughs) I am now on board. That Mecha Cobra, they tried to kickstart... This is true. They tried to kickstart, just in the last, like, six months, a, uh, a toy 
of that Mecha Cobra thing. What? Yeah, and it, it actually like it was forced to be pulled for copyright reasons. Because uh, Hasbro or whoever stepped in and said, you guys can't make that. That's R.I.P. And they're like, but nobody's making it. Oh, I would buy that. I would buy that in a heartbeat. My Uh, wife would also uh, uh, divorce me for buying that in a heartbeat. (laughs) Yeah, if we want to jump right uh, ahead a little bit, that is the thing that uh, kind of – when it came out, I was like, oh, I remember that robot. Yep. Then uh, the big old statue came to life. I'm like, what is this bullshit? (laughs) What is this – and then they started fighting. I'm like, whoop. Oh, okay. I get it now. This uh, yeah. is just this is just the writer just just flipping double birds. Like I don't give a fuck. I but loved yes, it because is... I wanted them to fall in love and have monster babies, Monster Island babies. Well, for all we know, they did. Uh, yeah, I, like once we get to the end, monster I will babies. tell you tell you my theories on is that. Them. The follow up to Muppet Babies is Monster, monster Babies. babies. <laughs> Skeeterial now available yeah. on Boardwalk Audio. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we open up with Flint. Uh, uh, Mutt, Mutt went overboard and had that really like upsetting, like choking. Yeah, in the sand moment. he was real choking. It was like it was like making me feel something. So Flint grabs a shovel and says, "I'm gonna go out there and and take care of Mutt and not mm-hmm. bury him. Mm-hmm. I mean, go dig him out." And then Shipwreck says, "Hey, put this tether on." And I'm like, "Well, this makes a lot of sense. Yep, yep. This is how you would attack this problem." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so he ends up digging Mutt out, puts him in, and then what I appreciated is that he digs up Mutt. And then uh, Flint is still wearing the tether, but Mutt is just walking right next to him completely unattached to anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you think he would have, like, attached the tether also to Mutt? I mean, it's not no. water. It's not like it's not like he's going to blow away. But I want to know, where is Junkyard during this? Oh, uh, he's still on the boat, I assume. Uh, no, he was back at base. But he Somehow shows up he with them. There. What? He shows up with them. Yeah, he's with them. Junkyard is because he fights in the bar. Uh, right. No, no, no. Yeah, when they got split up we just, from we like, just, Roadblock and them, he, Junkyard made it back to G.I. Joe base because he's there when Mutt shows up. No, no. no they when up, they, they show up because, because the, the guys that are back at base are like, oh, hey, because I, I took note of this. They say, uh, Flint, Junkyard, Mutt. And I was like, oh, yeah, they said Junkyard second. <laughs> well, so, nobody's happy to see Mutt. But but like I, what I want to know if – because if, if, I didn't notice him on the boat. If he was on the boat, you would think he would be frantic that his owner is drowning in sand. No, nah, I think he's free. <laughs> he's like, meh, there he goes. I think that they forgot about him for a while and then when they drew them back at the base, they're like, oh, crap. We forgot about Junkyard. Yeah, because he's Draw been there. there. Remember, he had the boots to fight the Cobra guys so they could get the disguises. He right. fights the like, mutant dog at yeah. the bar. So he's right. there. He right, but then like... there was the Vine situation. No, that was before that the was mutant before fight. Yeah. The mutant fight is the last thing that happens yeah. right before they take the sand boat out because that's when they meet Shipwreck. Right. The Vines was before that. Huh. Yeah. You guys, I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a different timeline. We're in the uh... darkest timeline. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't appreciate it. This is the fact that they, they, they get the boat back up again. Uh, they hide under the sail, because that makes sense, too, to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Shipwreck's like, well, let's just put the thrusters on. It's like, Dick, why, why didn't you do that in the first place? Why were we sailing? Also, I don't think that's how sand works. That is not how sand works. <laughs> that is not how sand boats work. Uh, if you If you didn't use the thrusters to escape detection from Cobra... Why the fuck are you using them now? I mean, yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. your sail's broken. I guess you don't have a choice. The sail's not broken. Oh, that's true, huh? Well, we use the thrusters to get out of there, yeah. and it's fine. Also, what is this grappling hook bullshit? Fucking shipwreck pulls out a grappling hook and then hands him the other end of the rope. Say, use this to hang on. He's a fucking sailor. <laughs> Why isn't he fucking tying a knot a around point. the mast that's a good like point. sailors do? 
Um, he's a lazy sailor, Chad. Yeah, yeah. I would he's, start he there. He skipped knot day, I feel like. <laughs> he, he skipped leg day. He skipped knot <laughs> day. A grappling hook is possibly the single worst thing. You'd have better luck fucking scotch taping the rope to the deck. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Maybe that was his backup plan. Thank you. I, who's to say he didn't? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the meat of this entire miniseries right here. The Weather Dominator, back at Cobra Base, the Weather Dominator has blown up into three crucial components and blown to the three corners of the Earth. This is very standard G.I. Joe stuff. They're going to kind of mirror this storyline in the Pyramid of Darkness, which comes next. That is some grand exposition there from Cobra Commander. I love it. So he just basically lays out, here's what we're going to do the next three episodes of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, we have the Ion Coralate which ended up on the Island of No Return. Sure. Mm-hmm. So wh- mm-hmm. What it's is an thing. ion correlator? Maybe you could help me out with that. We discussed science. this. <laughs> we discussed this last episode. I love asking you those questions. Um, and so he says, uh, Baroness and Zartan to go to the Island of No Return to mm-hmm. retrieve that. Number yep. two, the Palace of Doom now houses the Hydro Master, mm-hmm. and he sends Major Blood to go get that one. Mm-hmm. Number three, the Laser Core from the beginning of all this goes to the roof of the world, what looks like the Himalayas or some other like snowy mountain area, because it's G.I. Joe and we go to different zones. Mm-hmm. Let's back up real quick. Yes. That right there is from... Uh, uh, Zartan and Baroness taking off to go uh, to the island of no return. But it was very clearly Major Blood. It's our good friend Major Blood. <laughs> yes. oh. I noticed that. <laughs> Who then immediately shows up when uh, Cobra Commander tells him uh, to uh, head off the major uh, the Palace of Doom. I picture that that happened in Major Blood's head. Like he, he zoned out. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. So he was imagining himself going. Mm-hmm. And then Cobra Commander's like, and Major Blood. He's like, oh. <laughs> Well, we do know we do know that Baroness uh, mimics people's voices perfectly. It's true. From, she's just fucking around. Yeah, yeah. She's like, look, I made your blood. I'm on this trip. <laughs> Cobra. Would it be stupid if he was here and he did that? What a loser. Yeah, like I bet she turned. I bet she turned to Zartan and she was like, hey, hey check this out. Check this out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really confuse Cobra Commander. And now they're still giggling about it. And then Zartan's like. No, no, it's more like Cobra. <laughs> no, no, it's like this Cobra. <laughs> Just trading major blood impressions yeah, back and forth. You gotta do something on that one. Right, yeah, I'll buy that. Here's the deal. <laughs> Holds up. Uh, do you have a sound poll for me here, Chan? Because uh, there's a line uh, when uh, uh, they're talking to Torpedo. Is this the dude that uh, says real bad man, real bad? No. Okay. He does, but this is a different part where it's just like he gives Torpedo what I think is the most unfortunate nickname that he could have possibly given him. There is a – is this the dude with the crazy voice? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, how's it look from Seaside, Pedo? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You can't Why nickname him Pedo. I heard Pete – Oh, oh like my like God. say Steve-O. No. But he shortened Torpedo to, to Pedo, which, mm-mm, mm-mm. Wow. Call him Tor no. or something, like in Bring It On. Yeah. That's, that <laughs> Even is... back then, you I... have to know what Pedo means. But also, I feel like Torpedo should pull him aside and he should be like, hey, man, I got to talk to you about this nickname <laughs> you gave me. People are starting to talk. Hold on now. You yelled it at me in a crowded square where there were lots of kids. <laughs> Here's my thinking. Yes. His real name is Tor Wauki, uh, like the famed uh, Magic the Gathering character. Okay. Uh, his last so far. His, his his nickname is Pedophile, <laughs> and so what happened is they shortened Torpedophile into Torpedo, oh my goodness. and thus shortening it again to Pedo, 
doesn't actually uh I, I have a different theory, which is that he was an actual pedophile. Sure. Oh jeez. No, we <laughs> all agree that he's a pedophile. Oh, I don't agree to this <laughs> at keep all. Keep going, yeah, continue. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what? he Whoa. and through happenstance he joined the Joes because yep. everyone always joins up with the Joes. Like, right. He punched uh, a cobra and they're like, You may be a pedophile, but man, you really hate Cobra. Join up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then when they were coming up with nicknames, like they were like, Hey, whenever we give out these names, we try and find out a little bit about you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, like we call shipwreck shipwreck because he's a sailor. So like give us a couple things that you like. And he's like, Oh, okay, I really like hamburgers. Mm. Um, I like film noir mm. and I like touching children. Okay, yeah. And they yeah. were like, "Ah, all right. Well, we already got a guy that's called Burgers. We are, we already got, I got a guy. I got a guy that's nicknamed after film noir. <laughs> we call him Dick. <laughs> yeah, and he, they were like, we can't just call you pedophile. So let's make it more military sounding. What has what has what's something that we could call you pedo and no one would really know? Guys, all of this is upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, like Cobra, like, had some sort of, like, child, like, uh, ring of just, like, a, a human trafficking, and Torpedo was just there as a buyer, and when yeah. G.I. Joe shows up, he's like, oh, punch that guy. <laughs> I'm on the team now, guys. I was undercover. Yeah, and they're ah. like, we know, we know you're a pedophile, but we're really hard up for recruits right now. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I'm sorry I brought it up in the first place. I just think that's a very unfortunate nickname. But wait, I want to get a soundbite because I think this is the dude that it sounds so strange. Is that Wild Bill? He says, no, I know who Wild Bill is. But someone's like, how you doing, buddy? And he's like, really bad, man, really bad. That is a weird voice reading. <laughs> really bad, man, really bad. Yeah, it sounds, uh, you know what? This is a uh, proto-quick kick. This okay. is Quick Kick before okay. it was Quick okay. Kick. Because we meet him in the next miniseries. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, here's the deal. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so flipping back over again, Mutt, uh, uh, Flint, and Shipwreck are back. Uh, and immediately, it takes Shipwreck literally three seconds to hit on Lady J. Wait, did you guys great. notice the really strange shot? Of Scarlet coming up into frame? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it a, was a very weird. It's like an extreme close-up of Scarlet. Yeah, like And she the shadows like, are hitting her weird. <laughs> and it's just like her, her like a real big close-up of her face. You her could chest. basically see up her nose. It was so strange. But yeah, I did. I, I found it odd that, uh, I, I and sad, that he hit on Lady J. Shipwreck hit on Lady J, but not Scarlet. Like, there's two hot chicks there. Just hit on both of them, man. Yeah, but he was introduced to Lady J first. I, guess. I get it, but he seems to be introduced to her in a way that's like, ooh, there might be something going on between Lady J and this Flint guy. Yep. And since he's shipwrecked, he's like, don't care. That's true. That's true. I'm getting on it. Cause even also, he may not yeah. like redheads. Well, I think Shipwreck likes everything. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I also like that he, uh, uh, later on, he actually wedges himself in the, the back of the plane with yeah, Lady J. Yeah. super weird. Super, like, he's like, like, I'm going to sit on your lap, Lady J. Is like, that cool? Hey, is this a bicycle built for two? Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the most uh, this is the most egregious example of everyone can jo- anyone can join uh, the Joes. Because they just are like, all right, well, here's our base. Here's like how we get in. Oh, it's, you you yeah. want one of our planes? Yup, sure. Here you go. Yeah, get yeah. on in there. Here's a weapon. Uh, Fifteen hours ago, <laughs> you were literally found you at Cobra Base, <laughs> yes. being a Cobra. But you seem okay now. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna let you sleep in the same place we sleep, so mm. you could easily kill us in. Uh, here are the all night. the se- security codes. Yeah, I, it just seems it's it's clearly the the most egregious example of like, yeah, any, literally anyone can join us. 
Well, yes. And I mean, and this, uh, it's a slightly different origin story than what happened in Buzz Dixon's uh, Most Dangerous Man in the World, where he was just like a washout, nondescript Joe who just kept surviving when every other person in his team would get killed on a mission. So he kept surviving over and over again, and they were like, oh, just put him on the team. Yeah. <laughs> we need people who survive around here. Uh, let's do it up. It's a, it's a retelling, that's all. And here's the deal. I loved it. I think, I mean, Shipwreck is, is become, in the rewatch at least, he wasn't, he didn't used to be one of my favorite characters, but from us watching it again, he has uh-huh. absolutely become one of my favorite oh, yeah, characters on yeah. the show. Uh, without question. So let's cut back to Roadblock, who's overseeing like some Cobra trucks rolling by, and he gets attacked by large cats. Yeah, racist cats. Racist cat. Why are they racist? What? I feel like why they just happen to like attack the first black man that comes out and like out into the. Like there's had to have been other people that are there. There's other. There's like cobras uh, that are there. Right, well, no, I mean that is the weird. The weird thing is that they just left Roadblock there to do what? I'm not clear. There is a you know a, a convoy of trucks that goes by that apparently uh, Cobra hijacked, right? But it's mm-hmm. not like this. This is not uh, you know, high tech equipment or anything like this. Uh-huh. Apparently, they've got a trucks. bunch of fucking food. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, uh, roadblock, <laughs> you know, could you just do a solo mission for us, man?" No, because he just could crawled you... out of the vine pit, so he's still on his own right now. He hasn't reconnected with the Jones oh. yet. So this right. is why he's that's sort of right. just like in the wilderness trying to right, find right, his right. way. Okay, that's Makes right. more sense. Yeah. I still think, right. though, that these these cats gave a very like, what are you doing in this neighborhood type of vibe when they went after him. You ain't from so, around here, are you, boy? Yeah, like I was just like, oh, these I like cats. I don't want him <laughs> so, to hurt them, but I do feel your, like they're a little bit racist. In your head, these mountain lions were like, oh, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, maybe if we run him out of town, well, how about we... Uh, <laughs> How about we put a burning cross by him? Uh, you think he'll leave then? It's like, well, I mean, or we could just like eat him. Exactly. Like, well, exactly. we don't have opposable thumbs, so I guess uh, <laughs> even though we would like to be as racist as possible, <laughs> I guess second best would be to yes. just slash him to death. I, yes. I picture in an alternate thing, there's like a white dude with like caught in a bear trap, <laughs> like fifty feet away, and the mountain yeah. lions are like. Oh. Yeah, the white dude has like accidentally like uh, uh, poured like seasoning all over himself. He's wrapped in the um, Bjork meat dress. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, no, nah. the Lady Gaga meat dress. That's what I mean. Bjork is a swan dress. Thank That's you very a swan much. Dress. He can be wearing both. Uh, but I do really like the fact that Roadblock is respectful to the cats and doesn't hurt them, right. and he even leaves them with like a little joke. So so I like this. I like that he didn't try and punch them or kick them at all. I do have a problem with uh with this. Cats can climb, but they can't fly. Neither can you, dummy. <laughs> Neither can you. In fact, for this distance of hopping off of this uh, yeah, tree, a cat would be way better. Way better at it. <laughs> I, I hadn't so, thought of that, but yes. Uh, <laughs> well, he ends up in this food truck, and uh, I could do the, the sound yes, pull of him yes. because he 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 shines a light. He hears a person on there. He, uh, hears, he hears someone having an orgasm. He okay. exactly. Let's, let's. <laughs> That's what he hears. Yes. He goes. That's some dude. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. is just thought. Who is this man? <laughs> even like he shines the light, even though the cowboy hat is obscuring her face, you can see her boots. I mean, yes. Yeah, I don't know what kind of guys he has been hanging out with, but he hears that noise and then sees like, wow, what a tiny waist this man has. <laughs> and that man's uh, boobs are large. I mean. Look at his tiny feet. 
all you had to do with the voice direction is just like, all right, make it a little more muffled. Don't don't go uh uh go like. I think, and then have the animators put a bulky shirt on. I think here's the thing. I think even they could have just like had a had a generic noise of like she accidentally kicked something, and he could have been been like, "Who's there?" And then he could have just seen the hat because she could have been ducking down in the shadow, just seen the hat. Yep. Guys, 1987 artists, fix this for us. Guys, I'd like to say they did it perfectly. Thank you very much. <laughs> you say 1987 artists? Yeah. I don't know what year this episode was. This was from oh, 84. This was 80- oh, yeah. This is the pre- pre-thing. 84? Pre-thing. Okay. Look, I thought right, you were well, confusing the 80s with 2017. No. Like, like contemporary artists no. fix this. But well, if, I, if I get a time machine, this will be the first thing on my to-do sure. list. Yeah. Is the, to go back. And, go back in time and fix the animation of yeah, this just, one moment just, of G.I. Joe. Just one tiny, tiny moment. This, yeah, this really stuck out to me, too, as just like, what? why did you have to do this? You yeah. could have done it so it made sense. Well, do you have the sound pull of Roadblock? He, it was the same thought that man babies across the internet felt when they saw the Doctor Who announcement. Hollinger of Wild West Holland. You're a girl. (laughs) Are you saying that girls can own companies? Girls can get tied up in trucks, too? Girls can wear cowboy hats? (laughs) Girls understand food? Girls are a thing? (laughs) And not just a story, I've been told? Yeah. No. No. I will say, though, that he... He, they talk for a little bit. He mentions GI Joe, and then you can audibly hear her panties drop. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is yeah. a fact. That is a f- <laughs> GI Joe. Here, if you're with the tooth fairy, GI Joe, Lady Boner. <laughs> She's like, fuck me, yeah. tooth fairy, right now. GI Joe. Uh, I also like that he brings up you have the finest vittles. He mentions that he's a chef. What is he going to cook things? There's no stove. There's no like a uh, campfire yeah. on this truck. Like what? Who cares if you're a chef? It's really the location of where we're going that's important here. And I do want to say truck full of good eats. I 100% expected. They say the titles of shows several times because at some point someone says The Late Late Show. And I was like, with James Corden? James no, Corden? The Late Late Show at this time was Tom Snyder. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, huh? All right. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm actually, I, I wanted to go back and look at that specifically and try and figure out like what exactly that reference was. Because I don't know if it was like, it meant it was like. Laid back or old? Or I like, thought it was just uh, a general like general thing of like, oh, you know, those late, late shows. Like shows back then before the show that was just yeah. the boo. But the late, late show also it was like bad movies too, like old sci-fi movies and B-movies. Oh, and stuff. That, okay. No, that makes a little more sense. You know, it makes a little more sense. Like the, the creeper horror theater, like Count Floyd from SCTV was that kind of a jam, if you remember that. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. Well, guys, let's go to the Island of No Return. You mean the one where the fucking G.I. Joes are windsurfing to? Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> it's in the middle of the ocean, right? Am I yeah. mistaken here? That's, uh, I, they've been windsurfing since uh, the West Coast. straight hours uh-huh. of windsurfing. Like, like, hey, guys, could you uh, like help? Uh, can we get on board the hoverboard, a hovercraft, or a boat? <laughs> Something with you know a mechanical 
uh, propulsion. Their like, core no. is going to be real tight though. After this, I think. Oh, dude, these guys work like, out. They're gonna they're gonna have a tight core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got good lats. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of body twisting and things. Right. Well, I would just wrote down here the the the, the island of nowhere turn is a cool ass location. You've got a big island in the middle, this kind of like tropical ish island, and then you've got a coral reef like halo surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I just mean, like, this place is cool as shit. And I'm like Moana. <laughs> Whatever. I've been there, done that. Moana. <laughs> Moana, which came 30 years later. I saw it before I saw this. Oh, all right. Well, that, Therefore, makes, that makes the timelines hold up. <laughs> this stole from Moana. G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Real American hero. G.I. Joe is there! It's G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe battle tank, batteries not included, G.I. Joe dragonfly copter, and attack vehicle, each sold separately from Hasbro. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Uh, okay, so uh, they, they all just start fighting, just randomly. Like, there's no real plan here. Wait, yeah. doesn't Lady J set off a booby trap or something? Is that well, something later? Yeah, well, Wild Bill and the, uh, uh, yeah, later. attacks them and, like, has them uh, beaten. Wild Bill comes in and makes the save on it. And then Firefly, and this is like, we haven't seen him a ton up to this point, he blows up a chunk of the coral reef to yep. allow for boats to go through. And I'm like, Cobra's got, like, more of a plan than G.I. Joe does at this point. Solid, uh-huh. solid. Yeah, I like this. Uh, there's some tornado that was hanging around in the background uh so you know that it was going to come into play then it turns into a maelstrom somehow don't think that's how uh, whirlpools work but Uh, well we get we get one so they must yep (laughs) and it happens right at the spot where cobra blew the hole in the coral reef yep so all the boats that are on the way getting through they're all getting stuck in the whirlpool yep i'm on board i Mm. think this is awesome especially with the because of the weather dominator making like snow on the sphinx and like the uh, the uh, Alaskan igloos with the Eskimos are all, right. all melting. That's fine. There's we just can have a whirlpool. Crazy here. ass tornadoes. It's uh, kind of a, a a bit of a coincidence that it hits exactly that point on the, the reef. But all right, no, I'll great. I'll give him that. I'm, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Uh, okay, so let's let's head to the Palace of Doom now because that's where we leave off. And Major Blood finally wakes up and he shows up at the Palace of Doom. Mm-hmm. And- Still dreaming of being there with Baroness and Zartan. <laughs> I also like through that entire like battle at the Island of No Return, we have not seen Zartan yet. Zartan wisely is hanging out at his submarine. Yep. Yeah. Just being like, no. This is back when Zartan still had some brains in him. In his yeah, head. Yes. yeah. And he wasn't getting paid enough, so he was just like, hey, here's I'm setting boundaries. The this was my job title. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond those job responsibilities, I am not mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, not in my contract to pick up your dry cleaning, Destro. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a very specific conversation you've had in the past, Gina. (laughs) I don't want to pick up Destro's dry cleaning either. (laughs) Oh, so heavy. It's all metal. It's all metal. That's right. Uh, okay, so we actually get some like legit tactics here in this fight because uh, Cobra is marching up to the temple like dopes, just like walking down the middle of this like for lack of a better term, street, walking into the temple. And G.I. Joe actually attacks from multiple flanks. Mm-hmm. So they get them from the rear, and they get them from the, the left side. I'm caught in a pinch of movement! 
<laughs> that is the writing of somebody who read a tactic thing once yeah. and was like, I've heard of a pincer's movement. Well, I just watched Game of Thrones episodes 9 and 10 of last season, and mm-hmm. Jon Snow gets caught in a pincer yeah. uh, movement. Right, he is outflanked. Yeah, but he yes, okay, he's being well, he's being pushed in on two sides at once, which is mm-hmm. a pincer movement. It is also known as a DP in certain circles. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't uh, care. Well, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go any further into where those don't worry about that. places are. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, in, <laughs> sometimes in the military, uh, they have people come come at the front and then come at the back and then yeah, come yes. in the two both hands and then yeah. in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's not uh, a way you want a, a battle to go. Uh, they call that a pincer movement. Yeah, it's a London Bridge um, <laughs> with uh, additional, um, I don't know what you call those, <laughs> capolas, side capolas. <laughs> Capaldi's. Yeah, it's named for named for it's named for the Doctor Who. It's not a no. It's not. They don't um, often no. show Doctor Who uh, jerking off two dicks while taking one in the butt and the <laughs> vagina and in the mouth. I mean, Here's not, the thing: not in the movies I watch. Uh, there is a 100 percent chance there is a porn <laughs> that is a Doctor Who parody <laughs> that features exactly those things. And now that there is actually a female Doctor, there the people over at Wood Rocket are like, oh, "What are we gonna do now?" <laughs> They're just losing their minds. Tits and relative dimensions in uh, tits and sperm. Uh, tits and real dicks in in spoo in sp- uh, in sec in in, in I'm not going with you guys <laughs> at all. There's got to be yeah. There's got to be an S. There's got to be an S that makes this whole thing work. In uh, Susan. It's just Susan's the star of it. Just Susan. Yeah. Uh, she was the she she was the first companion, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. There you go. Who was also his granddaughter? So this is a real weird porn. Yeah. Well, it's time machine, so she's bar- she's barely legal now. <laughs> they jumped ahead to when she t- is her 18th birthday, obviously, mm-hmm. and the first doctor, William Hartnell, uh-huh. is uh-huh. all like, "Yeah, it's time to get this on, grandfather." <laughs> What guys, are you doing, Grandfather? I was just happy to see actual military tactics used in a battle scene. <laughs> no, 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 we're not done here. Wasn't, we're not done here. Wasn't to take <laughs> the TARDIS noise happens when he comes. <laughs> he's just all like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. So that, that does give different meaning he, to Sonic Screwdriver. And then he always disappears Ooh, for a while go. right after he comes. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> I'm just saying, many GI Joe fights show no military. <laughs> there's no, there's no semblance of what's happening in this battle. Sure, and they sure. decided to try this time. Yeah, and you guys take it immediately to Doctor Who porno somehow. Well, here's the thing: because of that, you both is immediately did. followed by s- send in the send in the uh, reserves, send in their air support, right. which turns out to be a bunch of fucking hang gliders and fangs. <laughs> yes, so they was. don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Okay, you know what? Fair <laughs> enough. They had they, they did windsurf all the way to the island yes, of no return. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong, Shan. <laughs> um, okay, so Oh yeah, we get we get some really cool little droids here, and I thought that was great. So uh, they figure out they're going to send a team in of Gung Ho, Lady J, and Shipwreck to go in and retrieve the device while they keep Major Blood pinned down on the outside of the building. Cool. I'm down with all of this. Mm-hmm. And then they send in the pack rat droids, which were a real GI Joe toy that you could buy, which was the one that had little lasers on it, and they were like little bomb uh, disposal droids that came out and there. And they sound like R2-D2. And they are Star Wars droids, 100%. And like they shoot down the snake robots, and then they bow at each other. 
freaking adorable, yeah. and I love them. I love them. They're so cute. Uh, I feel like Lady J is always is always setting off booby traps. Yeah, that's that seems fair. She's fair. Yeah. I never thought about it before, but yeah. yeah. Here's the thing: you got to focus down on the footwear, and the only one who has decent looking footwear is going to be Lady J. You know that? Yeah, for a fact. I guess that's true. But I just feel like she's like chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like being really careful, and then she's like, blah, blah, blah. it is entirely possible that no one in the history of ever has said. You know what? Lady J is like Chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like we're, uh, yeah, we're setting, we're setting new trends. We're, we're setting precedent We're here. creating. Uh, I would argue that for Lady J, she knows Shipwreck is with her. She knows Gung Ho is with her. She knows traps are going to get set off regardless, so she has no reason to keep it safe. Mm. Sure. May as well be sloppy Sure. Uh, I do, do take some issue with, like, Gung Ho shows up and he's like, I fucking told you to stay at headquarters. And Gung Ho's like, fuck you, Flint. Okay, then. That's Head on enough. in. That's not how military works. <laughs> to my I knowledge. Mean, to be fair, they're going on a military mission with a man they've known for five minutes. Sure. True. So I feel like at that point he was like, yeah, all right. You know, it would be nice just in case this guy's going to turn around and slit my throat at any point. <laughs> to be fair, though, I believe that this is an example of what Buzz Dixon was talking about with us when he said, like, they needed to understand how military things work <laughs> to continue making this show. This was before, <laughs> yeah, he, before he came on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he read that one thing. It was like, Pinch's movement. That's all the military I need. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, you mean just uh, uh, cast members just show up even though they're not on yeah. the mission? Yeah, I, seems I, legit. No I, punishment. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like at some point someone would be like, hey, you guys know you can't just be in the military if someone meets you at a bar, right? <laughs> you don't then just get to go on missions. There's there's a lot more involved than that. So they're like, sorry, I did not hear a thing you said. The food truck is here. It's burrito time. Have a nice day. Uh, it actually kind of does make a little bit of sense that uh, Lady J was like, wait a minute, I'm going to be, uh, A, I'm going to be in a fucking plane with this fucking new shipwreck fella. Yeah. You know what, Gung Ho, I know Flint told you not to come. You're coming. <laughs> and then when they when they go into the palace, it's like, yeah, I am taking Gung Ho with me just in case. How many times do you guys think on that plane ride did Shipwreck uh, uh, touch her knee to try, and, to try and hammer home a point in a story that he was telling her? He uh, is literally. thousand percent. He is literally sitting on her lap already. So yes. it's kind of a thing. Yes. At least we can be thankful that he didn't sit down first. Because then the entire way there, yeah, boner in the butt, rub, oh, rub, 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 yeah. We got is... this turbulence happening. <laughs> I can't control what my body does, Lady J. <laughs> <laughs> I I did appreciate they go into the main like center building of the temple where the giant statue is, which we'll get to in a moment. I love that the uh, the piece that they're looking for, <laughs> the weather fragment, glistens like it, it's from a video game. Yes. <laughs> and I, that just made me so happy. It was just like, I oh, wish that's how real life was. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find my keys. <laughs> yeah. I walk yeah. into a room and they just start sparkling. Or mm -hmm. like you're going to buy a scratcher at 7-Eleven and you're like, uh, <laughs> the one that has money that I will win is is glowing. Thank you. I, it's, I've, it's... I've thought of like how that would be a cool ass mutant power. I mean, it's, it was from uh, episode three <laughs> yeah. or four of uh, Twin Peaks when he goes into the uh, um, the uh, casino and like the little thing like lights up over the uh, the uh, one armed bandits. Yep. Have you not seen? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was just watching the leftovers, and that's a thing that they uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston is at a casino and a pigeon lands on a table. 
Hmm. And he and he like knows to go back and bet on that. He's a religious man. He's he's like basically a priest in the show. So huh. it's very strange to watch because he is not doing his accent. He's he's American. Sure. And I was watching him and I was like, oh, Christopher Eccleston. Oh, wait, that's not Christopher. Oh, Christopher Eccleston. No, that's not Christopher. <laughs> he is a totally different person when he doesn't have his accent. Here's what I want to know. Has Wood Rocket made specific porns for each doctor? God damn it, Chan. Is there an Eccleston <laughs> porn and a Tenet oh, porn I and a Smith so. porn I and hope a Capaldi so. porn? Uh, I hope so, and I hope that when they come, they have their catchphrases. Oh, like, Alonzi! Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it, yeah. Uh, here's the deal, sure. Geronimo. Uh, <laughs> well, this is where we get the first example of the statue has the glowing eyes. And we're like, uh-oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. Mm-hmm. And this, again, this happens in a pyramid of darkness at that uh, temple where all the uh, clay figures come alive with the red eyes. Yeah. So they're yeah. sort of just like kind of like it's a trope that G.I. Joe likes to do. They go to sure. a temple and then inanimate objects come alive and attack them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, why wouldn't that happen? I mean, I was under the impression this was going to be one of those simple trap things like a boulder or darts or something. Mm -hmm. You know, that seems more normal. Oh, no. uh, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I have an issue with this monster, and and we'll get there later, but I just want to say his one job is to make sure the temple doesn't get destroyed. Bad job statue. I mean... just say that right now. Here's... I don't think they planned... For a second giant <laughs> humanoid creature I'm just to saying, attack the temple. At some point, you should have been like, hey, do you mind if we take this outside? I feel like we're, we're kind like, of a lot of this. How did that snake get into the temple? There are no doors big enough for it. Oh. There was only the tiny human door. All of a sudden, they turn around and he's there. Maybe he crawled. He Maybe. made himself real small and or then he, he made himself big. Or he like transformed. Alice in Transformed into a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he drank the drink me potion and became very small. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All holds up. Well, guys, before we get to the big fight, because that's that's the highlight reel of the episode, um, we go back to the uh, um, the island of no return, and uh, torpedo shoots uh, torpedoes of all things at the base (laughs) of the whirlpool. And sure, he didn't uh, shoot other explosive pedophiles. Wait, we also see because that's his namesake. What? Like, like, uh, uh, is this where Freedom and uh, Spirit are? Yes. Uh, they're coming up, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I was, was curious on the science of shooting the base of a whirlpool that ends the whirlpool. Nope. Uh, is that a thing? Nope. You, okay. <laughs> yeah, if, if something gets shot, it's going to stop whatever it's doing. It yeah. doesn't want to get shot. Thank you. Because either it, it's in pain or it's like, hey... That wasn't cool. So you're telling me the whirlpool gained sentience in that moment? Yeah. Hey, cut it out. Yeah, like I think the whirlpool was like, yo, jerk. What do you think you're doing? Oh, I'm really mad now. I am mad. I am (laughs) mad at you. I want you to know it. I'm ignoring you. (laughs) You've hurt my feelings, Torpedo. Yeah. And we're not cool right now. I'm not saying we can't be cool in the future, but I need a cooling off period. You bought a giant uh, Mecha Cobra as a toy and then 20 t-shirts from Hot Topic. I am not talking to you. That's a very real conversation, Gina. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you got to make it so personal. Um, wow. So, spirit- How about some fluids-informed speculation? Uh, it's possible to stop a ver- ver- uh, vertical vortex either by injecting dense material into the updraft or also by disrupting the circular flow in the wall near the core, which it. eliminates the centrifugal action and radial pressure distribution in a small region, essentially poking a hole in the barrier. That's what I a said. Low pressure core. So, in other Could words, it's totally legit. Could an explosion accomplish exactly the latter? exactly what I said. 
Yet any small brief disruption will probably heal rapidly and the tornado will continue as before. So we'd have to produce a disruption in which extent was a fair percentage of the central tornado diameter and of duration long enough to inject outside air sufficiently to eliminate the low central pressure. I said all that verbatim, but now since Chan is saying it and he's a man, you're going to listen to him. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense when Chan says <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry that you had to witness that display of sexism, Gina, on Ray's part, but oh that, is, that is sadly how our world works. Well, okay then. Moving forward, Spirit, uh, now him and Freedom decide they're going to like go to the actual middle island to recover the piece. Okay. Yes. So Freedom is, is Freedom's dead bird eyes are looking into my soul in this, in this scene. <laughs> Like, like he's just he, he, they just drew black circles, and yeah. he's just like <laughs> that was terrifying. That is, wow, that is a creepy look that you were giving both. Please, uh, please, <laughs> please don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, Gina just gave both of us the dead eye look, and it was it was off putting. That's what I'm saying. I was watching this, and I was like, oh, oh no, oh they they drew that bird scary. Well, he's meant to be a scary bird, I guess. Uh, I. Was not on board with uh, Spirit. Possibility and impossibility are states of mind. In my mind, there is only the possible. I like that philosophy. That's some bullshit. <laughs> some third-rate Eastern wisdom bullshit. Yeah, that's like, I think, the opening chapter of The Secret. <laughs> and yet, and yet, I feel like this actually sort of drags it a- away from the sort of... Um, Native American stereotype a little bit. It kind of infuses a little bit of uh, sort of Tony Robbins' uh, generic Zen mysticism into this character who has fucking feathers on. <laughs> so we're basically talking about uh, a village person. Uh, but okay, they're dragging it a little bit away from the stereotype. And then, like, the original conception was that he would be the um, the chief foil to Storm Shadow, right. who is their ninja. Right. It wasn't and, Snake and, Eyes originally. It was Spirit. Yeah. And, and then that became some sort of, like, specifically ninja on ninja thing. But yeah. I kind of like the way they constructed this <laughs> to be a sort of American ninja. Like, s- sort of like the place, uh, the, the, the plot uh, space that he fills is one of a ninja, but it is, uh, but it's you know, using the American traditions instead of the Japanese. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I, I, and I, 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 never I kind of, of enjoy before. that, yeah. guys. American Ninja Warrior is so much worse than the original Ninja Warrior. This is one hundred percent true. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that th- that means that thirty years ago they had a better handle on it. That's I mean, true. Right? I mean, we all remember Michael Dudikoff. Yes, of course we. Of do. course we do. Wait, did uh, they ever have Spirit in the movies or or Freedom or Spirit in the movies? Yeah. No, not right? in the live they, action. They probably no, didn't no. want to touch that. They cut that the cast way down to make those movies. I kind of want them to put talk them in there i mean maybe for the third one yeah i mean open up open up the 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 the, the folder you know what i'm listen saying listen like, to us people. people we want them uh the train a hawk train a hawk <laughs> the thing they're doing with hasbro now i feel like they're getting a little more cartoony and they might open the door to that sort of thing because the idea was with these like we're gonna pretend like they're actual real people so you're not gonna have fucking quick kick which is weird ass shurikens and you know and no shirt uh, no on shirt, or shoes ever just wandering around spouting john wayne quotes in they the were, arctic you know what maybe maybe we'll hold him for later we'll have a, a, a dude with the name duke and that'll be fine yeah i'm done with all of that yeah 
Um, okay, well, we also cut over to Zartan in the submarine, and this mm-hmm. is where Baroness is like reaching out, being like, hey, Zartan, we've got a goddamn battle happening over here. Maybe you'd like to join us. And the Dreadnoughts are like, aren't you going to Aren't you gonna re- respond? He's like, when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be ready when I'm ready. He, I feel like something happened on the boat ride over between them. Oh, like no. she gave him an order or something, and he was like, I'm not, I don't work for you. And she's like, oh, when you are uh, with me, you are second in command to me. And he's like, no, I'm not. I just like mumbled it but did what she said and then so now he's like making a big show of like yeah she doesn't know who she's dealing with Uh, and then he's gonna be like she's right behind me isn't she and she Ah. somehow snuck onto the submarine and is standing behind him I don't even think it's that (laughs) I think he's just got his own shit he's like fucking Mary was being such a bitch this morning (laughs) I told her I would take out the trash and yes I forgot it two days in a row but you know what I got I got shit to do man I'm the one paying the bills what does she do is sit around the house all day watching her stories god damn it I I got my own life I want to go bowling and she wouldn't and so he yeah this is his thing going on and she's like Zartan Zartan I'm like uh, I'll get to you. I'll if I, get if, to you. If I want to buy 20 t-shirts at Hot Topic like a normal grown man, yep. I'm going to yep. do it. It's my Guys, money. Again, this it's is getting my very money. personal. <laughs> uh, I actually believe it's something that it's 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 even more simple than both of like them. Like I literally bought t- t- shirts yesterday. I bought a bunch of wine shirts too <laughs> without Sarah. I just, yeah. I just oh, went to sure. Goodwill and bought some. Like, so I'm Baroness. very much feeling this thing that you're saying right now. <laughs> I think the Baroness just referred to his hood as hair and that was it. It's a little thing that pisses him off. Uh, I mean, at that point, I would be like, if you don't want people to think it's (laughs) It's hair, hair, you shouldn't fucking wear it. It's who I am. It's who it's it it defines Zartan. Also, I feel like doesn't that hood get hot at some point? And doesn't it blow off? Is he using double sided tape to keep the hood on his head? Scotch tape, just like Flint or like like spirit uh, gum, like like grappling hook, spirit gum. Actually, in this universe, scotch tape is the most like powerful adhesive in the entire universe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's something that uh, a twelve year old boy could identify with. Like I understand scotch tape; Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. holds all things together. It's all true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, let's talk about the main event right now. Yeah, giant snake robot. And the statues yeah. throw down in the temple. They both breathe fire on each other. Mecha Cobra versus Stone God. Oh, I, oh, I love uh, what that. What is that title. robot called? Mecha Cobra. No, it doesn't. Oh, it definitely oh, has a robot. Name. Yeah. Mecha Cobra. I like Mecha Cobra and I like Stone God. I think Gina hit the nail on the head immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love their throwing down. Yeah. I love that there is actually like a real battle happening with real thought involved, sort of. I'm telling you, this is this is their like meet cute moment. They, this is their like fighting. They're gonna take that temple down all around them. The 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 there's gonna be like smoke and dust everywhere, so people won't be able to see. And then when the dust clears, they're gonna be like cuddling, like post post uh, post coitus snuggling, <laughs> and like they're gonna be like. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then, like, one of them is going to be sm- smoking a cigarette. They'll be spooning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They just need to get all their frustration out. Who's the top in that relationship? Is it the is it Mecha Cobra or is it Stone God? Uh, I, Stone God is more of more of uh, 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 the the bottom to me. I mean, I feel I like so this too. is a real May December thing. So <laughs> you're going to have the the Stone God. The Stone God is a lot older of... than Mecha Cobra. Are they going to be able yeah. to make that work? Yeah, I think, I think they're going to fight a lot. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're not going to be able to understand each other's references. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like one is a robot and the other one is, you know, uh, powered by ancient Mayan mysticism. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, well, if those kids can't make it work, there's no hope for anybody. <laughs> 
So let's cut back to the island of no return. And uh, Spirit found the item. He found the the weird like uh, I don't even know. It's like a it's like not a cube. It's like a trapezoidal cube. Is there a word for that? I'm sure there is. It's shaped like one of those 16 ton weights. There you go. It is the ones that Monty Python drop on people's yeah. heads, and apparently mm-hmm. is floating in the water because that's a it's thing that thing. a 16 ton yeah. weight does. Uh-huh. So he just ties a rope around it, pulls it in, and then Storm Shadow shows up, and they start throwing down. Uh and then Spirit. I mean, and then Freedom bites a ninja star fuck? out of the air. All caps. I just wrote because I was just losing my. I was. I was just like, fuck. Freedom grabs star. What is that? Even? How? No. So guys, I didn't even make a note no. for that because it seems so normal to me. Uh, he, <laughs> I, lo- I loved it. I loved it because like this plus the Mecha Cobra fight, mm. I, I loved the combo. And he just, I was like, oh, in, in, in an alternate universe, that would have taken his little bird face right off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, take, he's taking one on the nose. But he fucking bit it out of the air. Well, you know, freedom is a ninja as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's true. You don't think Freedom's a ninja? He just bit a throwing star out of the air. If that doesn't make you a ninja. I don't know what does. I guess I have to concede that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get to the final scene here. Um, this is the big denouement of the episode. And we're back at the uh, the Palace of Doom. Yeah, this is where this this guardian is doing a terrible job of guarding. Yeah. Like, at this point, even if he... Even if he wins this fight, he took down so many support walls. Well, to be fair, this is where we have the most bizarre exposition in Act 3. I think we've seen it in an episode. Tripwire runs over to Flint in the middle of the battle and says, Hey, I was using my metal detector in the woods nearby for no good reason. The fuck is that? I I think at some point, point Flint says, This thing is shaking like a 10-cent milkshake. I had a lot of problems with the one-liners in this scene. There's Uh, some strangeness. I do want to say that there is actually one that worked for me. Uh... I, now, now I'm recalling at some point in the distant, distant past, I used to do a thing where there would be like uh, um, lines that I actually appreciated. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. It's been so long that I've completely oh, forgotten. But apparently, uh, yeah, there was like a decent one that was. Uh... Now I know what I always hated about dry land. No place to dive. Like it makes it. sense for his character. Yep. It actually makes sense in the situation. Yeah. Uh, like it's kind of too. silly, but also, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up that you're, yeah. you'd be used to like, I got, I have an escape route. I don't have any escapes here. You can't jump but overboard I, from a temple. But yep. I don't know why a 10 cent milkshake would shake more than a $2 <laughs> milkshake. I had some issues with that line as well. Like, is it because malts are more expensive because they're adding more malts? Whereas like a cheaper milkshake is like mostly water. So it's like sh- shaking a lot in the cup. Maybe they're trying to blend it together with cheaper materials because it's a 10 cent milkshake. And so they shake it extra to really like bond it together. together. Mm. This is me just spitballing here. I've got no idea what a 10 cent milkshake. It might be a reference to an old McDonald's, like the price of a McDonald's shake. Oh, the important thing is that it brought all the bots to the yard and they're (laughs) like, it's better than yours. (laughs) Okay, so. Yeah, so a, a McDonald's back in the 1950s had 10-cent milkshakes that I guess people thought were not very good. That's all I got So this, this is bad and I, shaking. I, I, yeah. It's a bad shake. 
It's a bad shake, is what it All is. All right, I got yeah, it. Fair I enough. got it. Now I want um, milkshake. Okay, so yeah, so we there's an earthquake happening because it's not bad enough. Everything else is going down. We're gonna add an earthquake in Act Three to the big giant battle between the robot and the statue. I thought that, was it an earthquake or was it just like they've knocked down so many walls that now the thing is collapsing around them? Both. They're knocking oh. down the walls, uh, but also Tripwire runs out to say, I was using my metal detector in, in the nearby jungle and I found there's a giant earthquake headed this way. Oh, great. And so the whole thing just gets effed sideways. Um, some crevasses happen. People have to jump the crevasse. Yeah, we're going to talk about how Gung-Ho and Shipwreck are like, Yoop. And then the girl's like, I can't jump. Well, it was, to be fair, she was the third in line, so the crevasse was larger when she had to go than the first two guys. Don't make excuses for her. There was no line. They were fucking running next to each other. She's a giant, too. She's a large woman, yes. Like, she should be able to jump that. Yeah. Well, especially since she's got a javelin she could use to, like, hurdle herself over. Yeah, also, it's way easier to jump with a vagina. Yeah, you have those extra bits like flapping in the yeah. air as you're going over. Yeah, uh, those things are trying to pull you down. I always, kind of, <laughs> sort of understand how they might have been like, "Oh, she's got them javelins. Let's have her do a pole vault because that'll be kind of cool." In that case, you have something happen, so like the other two are getting ahead of her, and she's like falling behind, or like she tripped or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and then, yes, there's enough time for the crevasse to get even bigger, and then it's not just like, mm-hmm. "I'm a girl, mm-hmm. I can't run in high heels." Well, what gets so weird about it is she ends up jumping because, like, the robot fight is coming right towards her. So uh-huh. she's like, I got to go. Yep. She pole vaults over. Yep. And then they end up, like, the other side of the where they jump to, like, also breaks up. So they're on, a, like, a, a rock in the middle of a whole, like, pit around them. And so they're just boned sideways. Mm-hmm. So, like, we go through all the trouble of jumping the crevasse just to make it also not mean anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a little bit strange. Then they brought out. This weird little bridge thing that I've never seen before, and I don't think we ever see again. No, perfect use of the bridge layer would have been here, but yeah, yeah. bridge layer maybe. Yeah, what that thing was. I don't know. Is, yeah, it was very strange. It was a plot device that wasn't very good. <laughs> That's oh what right, I, would say. I forgot there was a little D E M uh, written on the side there that I didn't notice. It's like Deus Ex Machina. That makes sense. <laughs> we got, thankfully, we have this one thing that we need in this very specific right. situation. We've been carrying this motherfucker around since California, but and maybe this is the reason they created the bridge layer because two of the three people they tried to save on this thing don't get saved. Well, it's a very bad percentage play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so Gung-Ho and Shipwreck end up falling in the pit with the two, the, the robot and the statue, mm-hmm. and then uh, and Major Blood also in the middle of all of this, they end up dropping the Weather Dominator piece, and Major Blood found a fang glider somehow, and he swoops in and grabs the piece the and flies away. single use of a fang glider, single acceptable use, although, I mean, if you do the math and the physics of it, and I will not. Fang glider. <laughs> object. Object falling. Yep. Fang glider coming towards. Here is object hitting fang glider. Yeah. Here is object falling, fang glider passing over it. Could he uh, have come in kind of sideways, like like gonna swoop up? That's not it, what maybe? he did. He no, came in it's straight. Not. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of it. Uh well here's the I think he's just very strong and he timed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. He just uh-huh. reached out, grabbed it, didn't like that was it. Maybe he knows uh-huh. the name of the wind. He knows the name of the wind. Was that like some Pocahontas it, shit? And it, winded, <laughs> and it winded him in the exact right di- direction. 
Uh-huh. Oh, there was like there was like a, yeah, a, a cosmic wind that pushed the object up from under and up uh-huh. into his arm. Yeah, I yeah. get that. That make that holds up. It's like a Bette Midler thing. Is what you're saying? <laughs> Just, Did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> And everything I need to deliver weather dominators. I can fly higher than a fang glider. Then then specifically an eagle named Spirit. (laughs) Uh, Freedom, sir. Thank you. You are the way. I don't. I I literally. (laughs) I've had to transpose the name Spirit and Freedom like three different times in my head. They like to do this with guys and and their pets where it's like, who's the human and who's the who's the. Oh, animal. yeah, it doesn't make this like mutt, mutt and junkyard, junkyard but the same thing. Like, those are interchangeable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have to do the same thing with them. Wait till we get same. to G- the G.I. Joe cartoon movie and you get Law and Order. Oh, Law is God. the man, Order is the dog. Oh, oh. Law and Border it's, the, it's basically New Mutt. That's what they were going for right there. Mm-hmm. Except I think he's Hispanic, so it's cool. Lot is of, it though? A lot of diversity in the uh, the later GI Joes. I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, they always had some sort I guess of. Yes, you're right. Like spirits. What happened to Snake Eyes? This is the one question I had watching this episode. Like, for being like a benchmark character of this show, he hadn't done shit in this entire miniseries. He's got radiation poisoning. Well, I mean, that's what they've been. That uh, that's what we've heard uh, multiple times is that Snake Eyes was not uh, much of a, th- a presence in the cartoons. It was over in the comics where like He's he became a thing, yeah. and then. Because he appears again, like him in a shipwreck, right? They go to in the Pyramid of Darkness, which happens next. Yep. Uh, they end up like invading the Cobra Temple and doing all that stuff, and then we, yeah, that's where you get Timber dancing on his hind mm-hmm. legs. I bet Snake Eyes has such a stupid voice. I bet this is the real reason, like he's quiet. Like he's like, hey guys, like so another Kristen Wiig character. <laughs> yep. But you know, Snake Eyes. You know, Snake Eyes got a lot more work before talkies were a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode, everybody. The rock collapses on them, and they all fall in the pit and die, I guess. So that's, that's, that's I'm sure that's how this ends On the up. way to the bottom of the pit. Uh, they, the, the statue they and the put, robot like look in each other's eyes. Yeah, and then they put on their best suit, which is <laughs> which because their, their closets also fell down the pit uh-huh. and are falling at the exact same speed. Uh-huh. My bureau. <laughs> they put on their best uh, suits. A bunch of guns fell down into the uh, sure, at the exact same sure. time. This a bunch of giant robot-sized falling, guns. Falling at yeah. the exact same time. And a mirror so they could salute themselves. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. They're, did their bedrooms fall with them too? Is that a thing that Just happened? Just specific things in their bedrooms. Just, okay, the whole... Like the bureau. Well, they had uh, an apartment in the temple. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So when the temple collapsed, all the stuff fell out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. God damn it. Of course, it'd be rent-controlled. Rent <laughs> <laughs> in the jungle. Now they're, they're going to come in and, and put like a Starbucks there. They're going to gentrify. Yeah, the they're going to gentrify the crap out of it. Suddenly and, you've got this the stone god working as a barista. Yeah, like, and people are going to be like, oh, ignore him. He's kind of mad because, like, he's... But at least we're hiring local. <laughs> and that's the episode of The Palace of Doom, episode three of the Weather Dominator miniseries. That is pretty good because normally someone that old would have to get a job as, like, a Walmart yeah, reader. Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah. So know, it's not that bad. And, and he's like, it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's a liver. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, he gets fired for making super racist comments that he doesn't even think about. Yeah, like like you feel bad for him at first, and then you're like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, yeah, like, you know, 3,000 years ago, that is what they call. Don't make excuses for him. (laughs) It was a different culture of him growing up. Different language. Like the continents were in different places. Don't make excuses for him. He needs to update as the world updates, Chan. 
I mean, literally, he has been turned off for the last 900 years until somebody stepped oh, on I his Oh, I get tile. it. He only watches reruns of Murder, She Wrote. He can't be expected to... Look, at least has treat Murder, She Wrote as... been around that long? Treat people yeah. as well as Matlock treated people. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening <laughs> to the Palace of Doom, as we were just saying. Uh, is, is there anything more you guys want to get off your chest before we... <laughs> no, not even a little bit. When's that Taco Bell going to open up by you, Chan? I'm sorry. I don't even know that it's Taco Bell. They haven't taken down that sign, but they also took it off their, uh, the Taco Bell map. Oh, man. Location map, so I don't They're know. They're going to change to a Del Taco just to make everybody, no. make everybody unhappy. Oh, my God. If there were French fries this close to my house. Okay. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much for listening. Once again, you can hit us up on social medias. You can hit us up Facebook.com slash Knowing Is Half The Podcast. You can catch us on Patreon.com slash Knowing Is Half The Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter, but you can also join President Serpentor. Serpentor is around in an alternate 2017 future. He's been getting some interesting uh, comments back He has. Uh, President Serpentor. Can I read? <laughs> should I read that on the air? Oh, sure. I mean, we got a moment still. Uh, president Serpentor has been tweeting every single day since inauguration uh-huh. uh, because he is the, now the president of the United States. Mm-hmm, uh, uh, mm-hmm. This I command. He put on a red trucker hat. Thanks, Middle America. Yeah. Thanks, Wisconsin. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, and so President Serpentor uh, mo- he most recently tweeted, um, if you squint really hard, my 36% approval rating looks like a dolphin, and that is not so bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And okay. so he, he got a tweet at him. From uh, uh, somebody uh, on Twitter who only has two followers, so who even knows? Uh, I believe it was. I feel like this is Chan trolling you. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, I looked it up. It's Keith K. Richards one because yes. I originally typed Keith Richards one because I was like, oh wow, I'm surprised that like someone managed to get Keith. This guy yeah. must have been around a long time, and then I came up with someone else. So I was and like, oh, this is not it. No photo attached to this uh, nope. Twitter. Not even an egg, which nope. is strange. Uh, so here's the quote: uh, Hey, maybe you know. What up with all the Wongdos this year? Don't see anybody playing but zippers, you know, Wongdos. <laughs> I I have <laughs> And no I sent idea. that to you guys and nobody could make heads or tails of it. Well, here's the thing. I believe um the Women's US Open is happening soon. Yes. The Women's US Open is happening right now. Uh and I believe uh there's someone named uh Wong? Is there? I'm not. I, I I won't pretend to know women's tennis. I know Venus and Serena Williams. Uh, no, that's Thank Wimbledon. You. Oh, that's Wimbledon happening right yep. now. So who even knows? Uh, you know, I, I hate the people who say that they really like Prez Serpentor because he's a genetically engineered uh, Superman. Yes, and not a politician. Yeah. I just really think that they're not looking at the big picture here. You know, and they say, you know, well, he's got a great family around him, but he didn't help raise those kids. No. He didn't raise Pythona. Let's just keep (laughs) it real right now. The maids raised Pythona. Also, they keep talking about how he's how he's uh, he's he's looking out for the common man, but he's got a throne of solid gold. Thank you. He wears a gold armored plated suit. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I just couldn't b- believe during the campaign when uh, President Serpentor said that he could literally throw a snake into the heart of somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and people would still vote for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, w- he was right, I guess. I mean, here he is. Show- He's president of the United sh- States right now. So- really showed us. <laughs> but uh, not doing well. Not doing well in the polls. No, no. Uh, Serpentor care has been a failing I mean, policy. Um, but among Serpentor's base, they're still sticking by they him. They love him. They're still sticking they by him. They just love him. There's nothing, nothing he could do at this point. Nope. Nope, just got to ride it out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
So you guys should follow at Prez with a Z, Serpentor on Twitter. Uh, it's a great follow. Mm-hmm. Every day, new content. <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter, uh, at G.I. Joe Podcast. Uh, or individually, you can hit me up. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And we'll be back next week with part four of the Weather Dominator series. Ooh. Ooh? He was trying to do that orgasm noise that that chick on that train made. Uh, uh. Think- oh, what's the, what's this giant man doing over here? A man with the large breasts. I don't know, but I've been told this lady looks hot and she doesn't look cold. Oh man, it was like he was in the room for a second. Roadblocks with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm out of ideas. Good night, everybody. I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.